0: What's up, everyone? You are listening to Talk Back, the podcast. I'm your host, Nass, and today we are here with entrepreneur, speaker, and host of the Growth Now Movement podcast, Justin Shank. What's up, Justin? Thank you so much for joining me on Talk Back.
1: Nass, I am so excited to bring the drip during <laughs> this conversation. It's going to be so much fun. No, seriously, I'm, I'm really excited about the conversation and, and uh, excited to see where it
0: goes. Yeah, I love that you brought that up because I know we have a little running joke of the hip, cool words that I'm teaching you. So you, <laughs> Now the TalkBack listeners know you learned drip from me, right? Can we? Correct.
1: Right. I, I may have heard it before, but I didn't quite know what it meant. Um, but I use the term that I use, which is swagger or swag. And you're like, no, why don't you try drip? I'll just and- like slip
0: this in there. Like try this instead.
1: <laughs> I was like message received. I'll see what I can do.
0: So I actually had a couple of new words that I want to throw out to you. And oh, see no. if you kind of like a little game, if you're down for it.
1: Perfect. Let's do it. I'm game for whatever you want to do.
0: So first word, and you can let me know if you want me to use it in a sentence. Okay. Slaps.
1: Oh, I know what this is. Uh, slaps is like, that's cool. Like that, yeah. uh, that's, that hits hard.
0: Yes. You know what? You're actually cooler than I thought. That's cool. Yeah. So
1: here, cool. here's why I know, like, I, I can reference that. I've heard it before, but I can reference that because it's like slapping the bass. Like it's actually a jazz term. That yes. has now become more. Yeah. Okay. So it's actually the very uncool fact that I like jazz. The He's fact like that I know what that means related to
0: jazz music. That is why I know what slaps me. That's so exactly.
1: funny.
0: <laughs> All right. So the second one is no cap.
1: So I've heard this before, but I have no idea what it means. No All Captain right. Crunch.
0: No cap. <laughs> Close enough. Right. <laughs> um, here's my sentence. I just ate an entire box of donuts. No cap
1: like I, I don't feel bad about it.
0: Yeah. Like no lie. So cap is lie. Oh. But if you say no cap, I'm not lying.
1: That so is like, dumb. All right. This is going
0: to be a sick conversation. No cap. Right. No cap. Yeah. Got it. I'm going to start
1: using that. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> there
0: you go. I'm just expanding your vocab. Oh man. Well, Justin, I am so excited. Like, Your podcast is incredible. I listen to that. That's like on my library. That's what I'm listening to. And you've had some incredible guests on your show. And I'm still not over the fact that you had Chris Paff, aka Drama, from Robin Big. Like that was my childhood. You are an actual legend. So like, that's so cool.
1: I loved that show. Um, And Rob Dierdek is somebody who I look up to. I would love to have him on the show one day. But yeah, Drama is somebody who he actually got pitched to be on my show. Um, and it was a definite yes for me. And we had a great conversation, um, really, really down to earth human being. Like, that's really what I'm finding is like, there's these extremely talented, successful people in the world. Uh, and for whatever reason, the universe is giving me an opportunity to connect with uh, the heart-centered ones who uh, really want to give back, who are really in it to obviously not only create their own success, but create the success for others. And he's, he's on that long list of people that I've had the honor of, of interviewing and, and connecting with
0: that's awesome about podcasting too. Like you just get to reach with people on like an entirely different level and it's so real. Um, and just like the whole point of your show, man, I'd love for you to get into like some of the background on what led you to pick up the mic and start the growth now movement.
1: Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of a long story. So I'll try and truncate it as, as good as possible pick or as wherever, well as yeah. possible. Um, but, uh, I've been podcasting. So the Growth down Movement, we're actually a couple of days away from the five-year anniversary of, of the launch of the show. Uh, I think in the middle somewhere, there was like a month or two that we took off, but I've been consistent every single Tuesday with an episode. And then for a while, I was releasing a second episode every single week. But it's been a little over five years. So the joke is I'm the OG of podcasting because there weren't a lot of people doing it back then. I used to say, yeah, I have a podcast to people and their response was, what's a podcast? and now i say I have a podcast, and everybody's response is like oh you too <laughs> with that being said I, I i wanted to do the podcast because i wanted to interview entrepreneurs who have created success in their life so i could figure out how to be a successful entrepreneur because I, I was i was successful in the corporate world but i always had this pull to be my own boss and there was something that was missing in my life and a deeper meaning and i believe i my thought process was at the time um that i was going to find fulfillment and making a ton of money as an entrepreneur so i could tell people to st- to stick it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that that's honestly what I thought. And at that point in my life, I had three failed side hustles that I had tried. And I was like, I'm doing this wrong. Let me interview people where I could learn how to truly grow a business. And what ended up happening was five months before I, I launched the show, um, I got that phone call. Nobody ever wants to hear. And it was actually my sister. And it was her calling me and said, the doctor says you need to come. And I, at the time, I was actually on vacation in Cape Cod, Massachusetts. And I drove seven and a half hours down to South Jersey and I walked into the hospital room and my mom was intubated on, in the hospital bed. Um, and that day she lost a 20-year battle to opioids. And it was in that moment that completely changed the entire perspective of what life was for me. And I realized that life is more about enjoying the journey. Even in those rock bottom moments where you feel like there's no hope, how do I find happiness in those moments? How do I find purpose and fulfillment in those moments. And that's what naturally the show became about. Um, so the growth now movement is really about growth and, and mainly the four pillars of your life, which which I've coined um, business, spirituality, relationships and wellness. Uh, and I interview some of the top people in the world. And we discussed that and we discussed like when you were in that rock bottom moment, how did you find happiness right and and my whole thought process is if i can change one life or save one life or change the the thought process of one person i'm going to win every single time and so that's really the the heart and soul of the show uh, and the growth now movement and it's it's become it's truly become a movement which has been an exciting thing to be a part of for the last 5 years
0: i love that and you grow so much from pain I don't think, I think people try to like get over it and get past it as quick as possible. And they don't think about everything that they've learned and been through during that. And that's like, that's just so important to highlight. So how do you like start getting people into that mindset of like growth comes from pain?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. I I love how you framed it, and for me, it was it was really a lesson that I had to learn the hard way. Um, I was somebody who, you know, and I openly talk about this when when my mom passed away. I I numbed the pain for a solid three months straight. I mean, I was blackout drunk six to seven nights a week uh, for for three to six or three to four months. And it was one of those things where I was just like running from it and running from it and running from it. Uh, and I had a coach at the time who was helping me on my spiritual journey and, and my relationship. She was like a relationship coach. And the one day she called me and she's like, what are you doing tonight? And I was like, oh, I'm going out with buddies. And she goes, no, you're not. And I was like, what do you mean? No, I'm not. She's like, you're going to sit and you're going to feel this shit. Can I curse on the show, by yeah, the way? Yeah,
0: you're good. No, please, okay. <laughs> please curse. Right.
1: And she's like, she's like, you're going to sit and you're going to feel this shit. And, uh, that night I didn't go out. I didn't touch alcohol and I, and I felt the pain and, uh, it was one of the worst nights of my life. Like, I I mean, I felt every single emotion you could possibly think anger, uh, because obviously when your parents an addict, like, even though my mom was a phenomenal mom, like it's still hurtful. Right. And, and I felt all the pain, but when I woke up the next morning, there was this great weight lifted off my shoulder. Was the pain gone? No, of course not. I still miss my mom today, five years later, but you know, for me that it was about Realizing that it's okay to feel that pain. Uh, Once I felt that pain, my mind was then clear enough for me to make moves to get better. And I started asking myself questions What lesson is in this for me? What can I take out of this? How can I impact others because of this? Um, And that's why the Growth Night Movement became this big thing. Like at first, honestly, for me, it was the realization that I had growing to do. uh, And very early on, and there's a, there's a pattern in the show early on uh, that the the episodes were for me. Like it was the stuff I was struggling with. And I started interviewing relationship experts and health experts and all these individuals on purpose. And you'd see them come in chunks, right? Like all of a sudden there'd be like six relationship experts <laughs> and it's because I needed it. Um, and once I finally figured out what worked for me uh, and what worked for me to create the success in my life, for me to find happiness in my life, then it became about so much more. But, but again, going back to your question, you have to feel the pain in order to find the growth. Most people run from the pain, especially today. Like, and, and that can be done in any form, right? It could be done from prescription pills, from alcohol, from, from sex, from whatever. You can bury your pain into these things that pump your endorphins for a short amount of time. But what I realized, especially over that two to three months, and then also watching my mom for 20 years, if you numb that pain with some sort of substance uh, or some sort of filler, Right when you come out of that, you're just in a worse off place. Um, and so, if you're able to face that that pain, that sadness, that 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 uh, that rock bottom moment head on, and you say to yourself, "What can I learn from this, and how can I make it better?" You're then going to find the pieces you need to find to take the next step. Right? You're gonna you're gonna find that thing you need, that thing you need to learn, whether it's a book, a podcast, a, a whatever, to help you take that next step. And I think. You have to, again, feel that pain to be aware of what it is.
0: And you had the coach that kind of brought you out of it. It's surrounding mm-hmm. yourself with the right kind of people that will help you. And maybe we don't even think about that. Like we have our inner circle that we start with and that's that have been our day ones. But if you really want to do some self-reflection, you got to think like, what are the people that I keep closest to me doing for me and can they get me to a better place?
1: Yeah. Can they get me to a better place? And are they getting me to a better place? Like, Absolutely. just because, look, my buddies were there, and they're still my good friends now, but my buddies were there when I was drinking my face off every night, right? Yeah, so, like, they are were the they, ones are, knocking
0: you out of the- Right.
1: And, and they thought they were helping, and, and, and I love them to death for being there for me, right? Um, but it's that self-awareness of, okay, cool, yeah, it's numbing the pain, but when I wake up the next morning, I feel worse. And it's not just the hangover, right? Like there's so much more. And and so for me, it it was, okay, I need to be aware of the fact that I'm not growing. I'm not becoming better than who I was. As a matter of fact, I'm copying patterns, not from the alcohol, but my mom did it with Mm -hmm. prescription. Like I'm copying the patterns that got her to where she is, which is dead. And so how do I rewrite the script? And it's by changing the people that I'm surrounding myself with. It's by getting uncomfortable in my own pain uh, in order to grow and, and become better. What
0: would you tell people who don't who maybe don't realize that they're in that place that that autopilot that they need to get out of? And how do you reach that awareness at first?
1: Yeah. I love this question because I think everybody is aware of it. They just don't want to Ooh, face it.
0: That's the, oh, I like
1: that. <laughs> uh, you know, because look, look, let's be honest. Like there are very few people and God bless them there, but there are very few people who are like, I'm good with my life. Even if it's shitty, I'm good. I'm happy. I'm, I'm chill. I'm, I'm good with whatever. I'm just living in the drip. That's not right.
0: That's
1: not right. Um, but, but with that being said, there's, there are people like that, but very few and far between yeah. most people go, they go to work, they clock in. They miserably sit there for eight hours. They go home or they clock out. They drive home in their shitty car. They get into their, their tiny little house where they're unhappy and they go, this is it. This is it. And they go to sleep and they wake up the next day and they do it again. And then all of a sudden the weekend gets there and they're like, Oh cool. I can have a little bit of fun. And then come Monday, they're broke because they spent all their money over the weekend and they go up. This is it. I go clock in, I drive home, I sit on my couch. And so, there's this repetition, which becomes easier because you're not getting uncomfortable um, that they're just like, okay, I guess this is what it is. And look, money has nothing to do with it. You could, you could do those clocking in and clocking out things and have plenty of money and drive a, a sweet car and house and still be really miserable. Um, it's about checking in with yourself. Like, how are, you, how are you checking in with yourself? And for me, it's about finding your purpose. tapping into that every single day right like i knew when i was gainfully employed like i did very again i did very well in medical sales and medical sales management um so that was good like i was i didn't have to worry about money but for me i there was something missing and so i was like what is that like what's the what is my purpose right and it took my rock bottom moment of my my mom passing away to find that purpose but i knew something was missing and i had two options when my mom passed away continue to go down the path that i was where i was gainfully employed and miserable or tap into that purpose and start doing something about it. And so I think for anybody, you know, you know, if you're not happy and it's just about acknowledging it enough to, to want to get uncomfortable.
0: Don't you think society kind of paints the picture for us, though? So that to get to that rewire process and that awareness, like you do have to like sit in your thoughts and like think about it, because it's funny that how you say like we actually know what we're going through, but we actively choose not to really do anything because we think there's not another option, but we just don't act.
1: Yeah. And and that's a great point. But when I look at my life, right, like I was never somebody who was going to go through the system um so i was a terrible student when actually when i was a junior in high school i had a 1.7 gpa like all signs all signs pointed to no hope right so no college wanted me i applied to i applied to temple university because my mom wanted me to apply to a college Uh, my uncle was on the board of the college so i thought me applying i'd get accepted i wasn't i was waitlisted um and so i was like okay i went to community colleges for three semesters it was just as miserable my grades were much better but i was just as miserable um, and I got an opportunity to work in, in direct sales. And so at a young age for me, I was I was introduced to kind of what entrepreneurship was. Obviously, I had the, the structure and the framing around it. But I was introduced to the idea of you are in control of your outcome, right? Whether it be financially or your schedule or whatever, you can be in control of that. Um, that's also when I got introduced to self-development, which changed my life you know, through and through. But for me, I was never a part of that structure of like, go to college, get the job, do whatever. Cause my parents didn't go to college either. So I didn't have that. Um, but I certainly see it. Like I, mm. I certainly see like, because look, it worked a long time ago. Like that, that yeah. system really worked a long time ago. You go, you get a job, you can afford the house, you can do the things you can, whatever. But I think that society's waking up, society's waking up to you understand evolved that there's so
0: much sense too. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, we're waking up to the, the fact that there's so much more and we can claim it ourselves, right? Uh, and so, therefore, the system is no longer enough. I'm not going to go down the, the road, and I could if I wanted to, but I'm not going to go down the road of, the, oh, the system's corrupt so they can feed themselves and all the other things in between. <laughs> but But the reality is, like, it just doesn't work anymore and people are waking up to it they then going back to what I was saying before, they have to get uncomfortable in order to feel it. We think that the transitions are always going to be easy or, or whatever, but it's not right. Like I leaned into my purpose, ended up losing my job because of it. Um, and I became broke before I became, you know, yeah. succe- a successful entrepreneur. Um, and, and I seem to be talking a lot about money during this process. And I want to make this very, very clear. Money has nothing to do with happiness. Money can help lower stress. Money can help you do fun things, but it has nothing to do with happiness. Happiness is so much deeper than that, which is why I do talk about those four pillars. Um, but, but it is an important piece into the cog of success for ourselves. So we can go on that vacation. We can you know, take time away to go spend time with our loved ones. We can do those things. Um, and so, so, yes, the system is very, very structured. I want to believe there's good people in the world that they've set it up that way so you can be feel safe. Yeah. Um but if that's not your happy zone, don't go there. Don't even try. Try something else. Get exciting. Like go do something super exciting and you do that by making sure you're surrounding yourself with the right people.
0: And the discomfort, like I think change is messy. Like I don't know why people think, "Oh, like maybe there's an easy transition." I don't know if that exists. <laughs> like maybe <laughs> yeah. I don't know Transition in a song, maybe in a playlist, like that's the only place I'll find an easy transition, but not in life. Like when you're changing your trajectory of where you're going, like it's gonna be a little rough. So I think just normalizing that and saying, like, it's okay if you're in a tough spot, it's gonna get better. Give yourself that. And limiting belief that I want you to tackle is the one where people think, I don't deserve this. Hmm. So it's not that they haven't reached what they want to reach. They've hoped and prayed for one thing, but they've like, they've achieved it and then they keep doubting themselves. So what would you say to that person who has that I don't believe? that I deserve this mindset.
1: Yeah. Um really really good question. I actually just before we hopped on this call I did a post on Instagram about limiting beliefs, so it's funny that you brought this up. <laughs> um so I'm going to say this, we have to first understand where limiting beliefs come from. And I'm a firm believer they come from three main places. One is your childhood, meaning that somebody could have said to you when you were a child, like say your mom and you are walking down the mall, Um, And your mom's friend from school from back in the day school walks up and they go, oh, my gosh. And you hide behind your mom's leg and your mom goes, oh, that's Nash. she's just shy. That will implant that that limiting belief in your head that you are a shy person. Like it could be as simple as that from your childhood. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Another one is society. Society says, oh, you're a female. You can't do that. Or, oh, you came from a bad neighborhood. You can't do that. Or, oh, you didn't get good grades. You can't do that. That's a, that's a societal limiting belief, right? Um, And, and they're out there and people can either own them or not own them. And the third one is the hardest one to overcome, which is our own limiting beliefs. And that is the, I'm not worthy. I'm not enough. I'm not this, that, the other thing. And so I always say you need to reframe, reframe your approach on everything. Like there are moments where I sit there and I go, how the hell are people in a hundred countries listening to my podcast every single week? How am I speaking on these stages? How am I doing this? Like, how am I interviewing the people and becoming friends with the people that I am? Like all these things, right? And he goes, I'm, and for the longest time I was going, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. But What I did is I reframed those thoughts to my purpose. And my purpose in my life is to make sure to let people know that it doesn't matter where you come from. What matters are the decisions you make today to create a better tomorrow for yourself and for the world. I'm being given the opportunity to live out my purpose through the things that are gifted to me in my life, through the things that are rewarded to me by my hard work, right? So when we get these huge wins and we have that moment of like, oh, this is crazy, I change the narrative in my head and go, whoa, this is really exciting. What kind of impact can I make with this, right? And I live in this world of an ROI, which is return on impact what impact am i making and i know that the world in return will repay me right and so i live in impact and so therefore that narrative of i am not enough i'm not worthy isn't a big deal because it's not for me it's for other people
0: i think that's that's what, what i do it. like because when we if we only do it for ourselves which is fine like you can have a part like you know it's you don't have to be completely selfless but when you know someone else is going to benefit then I think it keeps your drive and it keeps fueling the passion and, and that's what makes the world go round. That sounds super cliche, but is that not like actually what it does?
1: Yeah, no, it really does. And you know, I had a guy on my show and I always give credit where credits do. I try not to take it as my own, although I live in this moment now, uh, but I had a guy on my show named Preston smiles and him and I talked about this. We talked about people who, um, They get that victim mindset a little bit and they kind of shy away and they go, I'm not worthy. Therefore, I'm not going to step into this opportunity or whatever. And it's really about like, how selfish can you be? You've been given this opportunity to create something great in the world, whether it's for yourself, your family, your friends, your whatever, or the strangers that you've never met before, you've been given an opportunity to create a shift in the world. How selfish of you not to accept it. Um, and so if you can look at even it that way to be like, look, it's an opportunity for something so much greater, um, even if it is, again, just for you, don't be selfish and pass it away, like embrace it and and move forward with it. I think that's what we all need to start doing a little bit more. I think the world would be better if we did.
0: Maybe some more like positive self-talk would just knock that fear. And I love that idea. Yeah. It's for other people. And that's how you'll be able to take the opportunities that you have and present it more to the world.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like the fact that you brought up the negative the the positive self-talk, right? Like I do those things like you are great. You are wonderful. You are these things. Um, you are worthy. Uh, actually, I have a, uh, some clothing coming out that says worthless and the list is is crossed out with a, a red Y. So it says worthy.
0: Oh, that's good. Um, that is yeah,
1: <laughs> no cap.
0: <laughs> no cap. There we go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, and so that that'll actually be out in a couple of weeks. So I'm so I'm excited about that and see how people respond to that. But with that being said, um, I, I'm a big believer in, in the the positive affirmations. But there's so much more than that, right? Like it's actually believing it. Uh, and that's done through repetition. That's done through action. Like nothing actually happens without action, right? Like I know a ton of people who will read every single self-help book in the, in the world, but they're never going to change because they don't take action. They don't do the uncomfortable thing. And I love the fact that we keep talking about getting uncomfortable um, because somebody asked me on a podcast one time, and I've been asked this a number of times, but I remember the first time I was asked, so like, when's the last time you, got, you, were, you were uncomfortable? And I go right now. Like there's never like a moment where I'm not striving for that next big thing. Like I'm constantly making myself uncomfortable. Now, are there are there side effects to that? Sure, there, there's definitely some stress. My girlfriend will tell you that maybe I should stop making myself so uncomfortable at times. <laughs> um, but that's what I thrive on. I thrive on continuously improving myself feeling better about myself doing all these things and so getting uncomfortable is is really the starting point to all the things that you want in your life
0: but it took time to get there cuz that's not like really a light switch moment that can happen like you got to kind of grow into that mindset
1: yeah i mean and, that, and that's through the the basic stuff right read the books listen to the podcasts go to the events hire the coach like and it's it's like the 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 progression of right like mm-hmm you want to be introduced to it first. How do you get introduced to it? Somebody teaches it to you through a book. Cool. I bought the book, read the book. Sounds good. Didn't make any changes. Next step. I listened to the podcast because I really like that author. And now he's on a podcast that I've listened to once or twice. Let me listen to that. Cool. Second step, right? We start to ingrain it into our brains. Third step is, wow, this guy's talking at a, an event that I really want to go to uh, because they're talking. So I'm going to go, cool. You show up to there. That's an uncomfortable moment. All of a sudden we get a little uncomfortable. And we're in a room full of people who seem to be driven and excited about what's going on. And I'm the unsure person sitting in this room, but that's that that author that I really liked is here. So I'm gonna show up anyway. And then after that, what's next? Right. Then it's about you continuously getting uncomfortable hiring that person as a coach or becoming the leader in whatever it is you want to become in, whatever that next step is. And so yes, it is a process. Like you're not gonna go from Uh, I'm afraid of heights too. I'm jumping out of a plane. Some people do. They're a little nuts, but, but that's, that's usually not how it goes. It's one step at a time. It's the introduction all the way to the total uncomfort.
0: It starts by action breeds results. I so believe that like you just got to start from somewhere. Oh my gosh. Yo, Justin, I actually, yeah. Tell the people, where can we find your drippy merch? Where can we find you after the podcast? Cause people hooked, like we love this. Like you're incredible. You're an amazing host. Like tell us where we can find you and, um, on your show and everything
1: yeah all the all the good stuff as i like to say when i interview people on my show (laughs) give them all the good stuff uh so they can find my podcast Whoever they're listening to this they can find mine by searching growth now it's usually the first one that comes up growth now movement uh they can find that there if they want to follow me personally on instagram it's at justin t shank good luck spelling my last name um and then uh, the merch is growthnowapparel.com. Uh, We got some cool stuff uh, over there, like mindset over everything, shirts and mugs and and stuff like that. So uh, if they're they're into that kind of thing, spread a little positivity, head over there, grab some merch. But this conversation has been phenomenal. Like I love what you're all about. I love the message. I love the mission. Uh, And I'm glad to be just a small part of it. So thank you for the opportunity.
0: Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Justin. Really appreciate it.